Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network. Today is Monday, October 10th. I'm one of your stop hosts. Giggling oh, could, there, sure okay. Stop giggling over there, okay? Stop giggling. Ben's messing with his headphones and looking quizzical, so I was afraid you couldn't hear me, and I was trying to vamp very unsuccessfully. Can you hear me? Ah, much okay. better. Let's start over. Hi. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live, unfortunately, from Heritage Radio Network in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Today is Monday, October 10th. I am one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo, somehow back in the hot seat this week. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me as at wordsfoodart.com. I'm 35, straight and single. And I'm your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, writer, musician, and occasional bartender and server. You can check me out at BenRosenblattActor.com. I am 34 straight and in a relationship. Today is the last of our Love Plus Tech series. So stay with us after the break because we've got one badass guest ready ready for you today. I can't. This show. Ready for you today. I have one badass guest ready for you today. His name is Rashid Amini. He's a NASA systems engineer who turned his mad skills to the problem of when, where, and how we find love with his program, Nanaya, which, of course, I test drove for us a while back. Of course, I did. Such a nerd. Uh, but first, we got some news to share, um, I guess. Hit it, right? hit it. Well, first off, uh, last week I had the joy and honor and rapture of being on fellow Heritage Radio network show uh Jennifer Luzzi's show Tech Bites. And so it was Love Bites. You're on all the bites, bites shows. Because I'm so fierce. You're carnivorous. And very teeth. Uh, sharp sharp vampire teeth. Uh, so it was really fun. It was on Thursday. It's episode 74, Love Bites Times Tech Bites. We're basically talking about technology and love, which uh, is fitting for obviously the series that we're doing right now. So you can download that at heritageradionetwork.org and on iTunes and Stitcher. That's Tech Bites. And um, because we had our guest last week, uh, Matt Lundquist of Tribeca Therapy, we uh, ended the show sort of both deciding to uh, have fun and take social networking a little bit less seriously. And so I just started playing around with it and on Instagram specifically. And I grew our following by a modest little amount, considering how we've not done a lot with Instagram Lately, we went from like having. I think Didn't like, you double it? I doubled it. I doubled our. <laughs> granted, it's only like 130 people. A modest, a little amount by 100. percent I know, but we only had 130 followers. Uh, sh- that's the part you're not <laughs> supposed to admit. So now what we have doing. So now we have two. We doubled it. Just end it right there. You're right. See, I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at this part of the of the producing. We could have gone world. from one follower to two followers, and, and it's then still technically and it's still correct. doubling. It. That's very true. So we doubled our Instagram. followers. Following and we uh, we grew our our like percentage by. Do you want to do the math on that one? Uh, by like fourteen to one hundred and thirteen. So basically, almost 
a billion percent basically we grew our like our like our liking factor by a billion percent no um (laughs) actually it's it's 12 um quadrillion (laughs) <laughs> 12 no. Luckily, we've got a NASA system. It's actually a little less than a thousand percent. That's what I thought, a thousand percent. So, yeah. So, if you want to come play with us as we figure out this social networking thing that we are trying to do as responsible people in the arts, please come find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as at, wor- at, at Words Fruit Hearts. That's me. At as love. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? No. Do you need some I'm pills drowning. or something? I do. This is what happens when Jacqueline is unmedicated. Uh, at Love, Love Bites, Bites Radio. Radio. Thank you. Our, the name of our show is Love Bites Radio. I was trying well, to say as, there, um, at Love Bites Radio. That's what I was trying to articulate and failing at miserably. So come play with us on those platforms. We are putting out some fun stuff. I promise. Speaking of playing with things online, <laughs> is it true that you signed up for something <laughs> called Find True Love in 27 Days. I totally did. I totally did. And it is so lame. I was like, I totally fell into the, the other day I was talking with a colleague about my year of abstinence.com, which I'm doing because like I had the social media app fast thing. And now I've got the 90 day no shopping thing. And I'm sort of journaling at myyearofabstinence.com and I'm reading like nonfiction and I'm reading a bunch of articles about different ways that we can sort of unplug from certain things and add certain things onto our life. Like basically just a shitload of stuff about self-reflection and changing habits because long term I'm researching this big project. And so I totally clicked on this like course on I don't want to say what website it is because I'm trying not to trash the program while I'm trashing the program, but it's so lame. But maybe you'll will on, it like, turn around. Maybe like you'll well, realize. Day three was a lot less more a lot less obnoxious than days one and two. But it's the kind Can of you thing say what where you had it's to like, do? yeah. Well, I wrote about it on myyearbastions.com. So if you want details, like I'm journaling every single day. Basically, you get an email saying like, oh, your challenges for the day are unlocked. And the first one, like I had my writers group that day. So I like brought the mantra in that I had to write down in red pen more than once, but fewer than nine times and say it aloud and think about it while I fall asleep and think about it when I wake up. But the problem is the mantra didn't make sense. Like I brought it into the living room because I host my writers group and I was like, what do you think of this, this sentence? And they're like, that sentence what is the doesn't. Sentence? I don't want to say what the exact sentence is because I feel like I, I don't want to like point out what this program, I'm not reviewing the program okay. and I don't want to like pull apart the program itself. But let's just say it uses it used the phrase undivided love. Like I'm lo- I'm waiting for my undivided love. Like it doesn't make sense. Uh, maybe I mean this my undiv- be- my undivided love. Like if you if you're not with your love right now, then you are divided. And the fact that I am like that you're calling a person my un- anyway. If you saw the way that the mantra is written out, it doesn't make sense. Okay. The, the blah 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 undivided love, and then it's about like. It's about the color sheets on your bed and the, the wattage of the light bulbs in your room. And Are you doing it, though? Are you being faithful I to it? I am being faithful to it, and I am Because taking I think it you maybe you'll find true love in 20s. It sounds to me like this if is foolproof. I have already... <laughs> like, like, there's <laughs> no so, way you I won't find done, true love in 27 days. I should have days. done some research. I really should have done some research because I feel like I've just shot myself in the... I was going to say a word that I should not say on the radio um, in the ass. I'll, I'll lighten the word that I was going to say. I just shot myself in the ass. Yes. You're looking quizzical. I, I had a, I had a different word in my head for ass. No, oh. for a different body part. Okay. Um, I should have done some research cause I just clicked on it. I paid 10 bucks for it. It was like, pay what you will. So I threw 10 bucks in there and I was like, let me just do it. And it is like, 
all about these. It's about cheesy mantras and imagining your perfect love and about calling him to you. I feel like maybe in 10 days or so, you're going to be if like, it, this is the most amazing thing I've ever I love ever to done. be proven wrong. And if I am, I will buy five people this program. And I've already put that on the site, too. Ooh. So that's out there. So anyway, let's move on. Speaking okay, well let's, I want I, I want to I want to change the subject. Let's speaking, speaking about love. Of, no, I want to change the subject. Speaking of love, because you're the one in a relationship. Yeah, that's what I was going to change it to. You've been reticent to talk about your relationship on the show, Benjamin. Well, I was. I'm going to drop a bomb right here. <gasps> it's not a bomb. Oh. But I um, I dropped the L word in the relationship. You dropped the L word in the relationship. I did. How? When? I, uh, like three days ago. Yeah. And I'm, oh, where's my phone? I need to take a picture of this so that listeners, so, because you look so adorable right now. Okay, I just took a picture. I'm going to tweet it later because he's got, you look like, you look stoned actually. Like, what? Like, you, you're like, eyes are glow, are glossy. And I'm high on life. Happy, what can I say? And you've got this little smile on your face. It's like quite adorable. Um, and so, and what, wait, what prompted the, the L word in the moment? Um, well, I got to a place where I was like, okay, I love her. Right. I was like feeling like, all right, I'm, I'm in love with her. And then I was like, is there music? Is there romantic music? No, that's just from Roberta. Okay. I was like, what? Yeah. Listeners like our, our studio is like next. It's a part of a pizza place. So yeah. Um, Roberta's pizza. I was like, am I hearing romantic music in my mind? It's not really there as I'm talking about this. But I never heard them ringing. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm here. Right. And now like, that's why I was like, all right, how do I, when do I say this? How do I say it? You know? And then we were just like, Laying in bed and... After sex? Before sex? During sex? There was sex involved at all? I think it was after sex. Ah, so you were all like feeling relaxed So we were feeling good. But then there was more sex after the... Like oh, the, the I love you, which was reciprocated, <gasps> then like prompted oh. more action. Oh, so you had a good... This was this weekend? This was... Yeah. So, so you had a good weekend. And how are you, how are you, have you felt any... Or it was just before the weekend. So have you felt since then? What's, I felt good. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt in your mind. No doubt in my mind that I love her, yeah. Right. But no, but I mean, no doubt about having said it. You feel good, No, confident. I feel good that I said it and I'm like enjoying continuing to say it. Good. So, so has that changed how you feel about being in a committed relationship? Because... No, I would say it, I, I would say that the fact that I... It no the reverse order that like I awesome. changed how I felt about being in a committed relationship and that made me feel more comfortable saying it. That's incredible. So do you feel like it, it's sort of weird to be talking about it now because you and I have talked about this a lot in person and not on the radio show in the past couple of months. But there has been sort of not a lot, but like some conflict just about being in a relationship Absolutely. with someone. Absolutely, and you it's care conflict about. that I've shared with her as well right, throughout exactly. like the entire time. We um, just have it with our listeners. So it has so it has the conflict about being in a relationship in general and with a specific person, has that just sort of felt I, like it's lifted a little bit from you? I mean, I am a... Uh, certainly, yes. Um, I, I'm the type of person, I think, where that conflict may always rear its head for me in different ways. Um, I have a... You know, I... I don't want to say like dark side kind of sounds cliche and whatever, but like I have a lot of, 
you know, I have a lot of dark thoughts and stuff about all sorts of things. And I also have a tendency to self-sabotage a lot in my life in different ways. Um, so demons, I guess, and as it pertains to being in relationships. And I don't know that those are ever going to fully go away entirely. Um, but my relationship with those demons has changed a little bit, at least at the moment. Good. I think I'm trying to figure out, cause I feel like what you just said, as far as like having demons and self-sabotage, like from somebody on the other side of the, the, the other side of your brain and body from somebody who's not you, who you talked about it a lot. I think you also put yourself up to really high expectations and responsibilities that you, you give yourself a really hard time as far as being afraid to let people down and hurting people. Yeah. And that's really hard to sort of in any relationship feel confident in from moment to moment. Yeah. And yet in this current relationship at this current moment, um, I'm feeling like safe. Um, and so that's great. And I feel, you know, that of course my partner is aware that anything can happen in any given moment and I could hurt her. She could hurt me. Right. But like right now it feels like really good. And I feel like, you know, we're solid. Okay. So now that we're back in the saddle of sort of, we're going to be talking about our love lives more on the show. Have you talked to her about how you're going to talk about your relationship on the show? I haven't really, you know, the last time I, I don't know that I don't know whether or not she listens weekly to be honest, but the last time she talked to me about listening, we got into a big fight. Okay. So will you do me a favor and have a discussion about you talking about her on the, cause that's really going to shape the show. What you can say as a co-host of the show being in a relationship like we started the show as two single people and now we're in our second year in so it's definitely yeah. going to shape how we well i made a forward. rule for myself right. that i will not talk about anything on the radio that i haven't already talked with her about of course but if she says i don't want you talking about us on the radio she wouldn't but if she were to i mean we've already she she already has allowed me to talk okay. about so, the relationship on so the radio maybe, and like, i have set already parameters talked, you know. and then we'll talk about it and figure out if they're conducive to us continuing yeah i'm sure a radio I'm sure show about the will... honesty and vulnerability that comes with relationships uh we'll be we'll be digging deep into this psyche once again okay. i imagine uh don't worry okay good um i think we should probably take a little break before bringing our guest on uh, this is the last of our as you mentioned earlier the last of our love and tech series uh, for those of you out there, if you happen to miss one of the earlier shows in the series, head to heritageradionetwork.org and lovebitesradio.com, um, as well as our feeds on iTunes and Stitcher, to check out the shows with guests Jen Jamula and Allison Goldberg of the No Text Weekend, writers Shauna Leibowitz and Mel Stanger, and psychotherapist Matt Lundquist, all talking about how technology affects how we meet and mate. Next week, we're going to start exploring the polar opposite end of the spectrum with our Out of This World series. The Atlas Obscura is a website and new book that explores the world's hidden wonders. And we've got website editor and book co-author Ella Morton coming on to share some of the weirdest and coolest stories about love and food in it. So come back next week for that. Now, let's find out who's sponsoring us today and stick around for Rashid Amini. We'll be right back.
Music for this commercial break is brought to you by Slow Roasters, and this track is called Explosion of Affirmation. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Rashid Amini is a NASA JPL systems engineer specializing in space mission architecture and a recent graduate student of physics from Washington University in St. Louis. He has been responsible for costing scenarios for lunar and Martian base building and forecasting NASA's demand for nuclear fuel for use in space nuclear power systems. Holy shit. <laughs> He's also the founder of Nanaya, a personality test that scientifically predicts the future of your love life and computes a personalized report with data that will help you build romantic and social ties. Welcome to the show, Rashid. How are you doing today? Hi, fine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, listeners, before uh, we start talking to Rashid about Nanaya, I just want to sum up sort of what the program is for you in my experience. Um, so, basically, like you do on on many social dating platforms, you plug in some information where you live, where you work, how you work, how you socialize through your work, how you meet people, and then things that you want in your love life. Uh, when ideally you'd settle down, if you want children, what certain characteristics in a partner are essential for you or not essential for you, things like that. And then the algorithm predicts not who you would match with, like in something like Match.com or OkCupid, but where in your work in social circles, your city, your country, uh, your community, you have the best chances of finding an ideal mate. Also, what the odds are of finding love as you age and when you will most likely settle down, things like that. So I test uh, drove Nanaya a couple months ago. I wrote about it for um, for the Huffington Post, and it's on our website, lovebitesradio.com. You can check out those programs there. So thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, so let's start out with just what did you feel was unproductive about online dating platforms before you came up with Nanaya? Well, there's two things I could loosely characterize that I would think are issues with online dating. And it's not just online dating, but the interactions that we have through them. Um, one thing that they are great for is they help you connect with other people. You can go online. You can see sort of a big page that has all these pictures and profiles or Tinder where you can have it on your phone. Um, and But doing this it doesn't really give you very much insight about yourself. Like, you can reach out to people. 
But if you reach out, you don't really learn about who you are or what you want, except for maybe dating people and the interactions that you have after that. Uh, but a part of, you know, seeing all these people is you get this decision paralysis. And so, you know, you go on online dating and you can pick why you're there for, like a site like OkCupid, long-term dating, short-term dating, uh, casual sex, or friends. Um, you know, some people will pick things, but maybe that's not really what they want. And when you see all these profiles, you can almost envision being with, you know, such and such person, but, oh, no, this doesn't seem good about them. And you sort of lose sight of really what you want and who you are, I think. So how does Nanaya sort of fill that gap then? Well, the first crucial part is that, you know, it's not online dating. Uh, so what I wanted to be able to do is almost create a, a digital mirror. So by putting in similar information to dating sites and a little bit more, I can provide a clarity about, you know, who you are and what you want with respect to what's important to you, your personality, and your values. Can you give and, me a... Uh, Sorry, I keep going. Um, Oh, and so, um, you know, if you can see what the future looks like based on, you know, how things are right now, it leaves it up to the individual uh, to make those decisions. Can you give an example when you say who you are and what things look like that would be different than, you know, on OkCupid, I don't know for listeners who are users, there is sort of a comparison. You can see that you are, you know, more ethical or less drug friendly than other users and things like that. But like, what's an example of that with your platform of how it gives you insight into who you are? Uh, so that would probably be with respect to uh, just asking the questions themselves. And when you, so some of them are specific romantic and OkCupid has a lot of questions that return those results to you. Um, but a lot of those questions I, I don't believe are very psychologically tuned. And some of the questions that we ask try to pinpoint the sort of the tricky things in relationships that touch upon different parts of your personality. And then those got flipped back into the results, uh, which then you see is, you know, the odds of finding love, um, you know, in the next five, seven years. Uh, and then also seeing sort of how you're interacting right now. So say, for instance, you spend a lot of time at work, you don't see your friends as often, you use online dating, and you want to know how you can change things. Um, we provide the output that says, oh, maybe if you interact more with your friends or if you go out more, uh, things should improve for you. This is a very logical approach to uh, trying to find a mate, which I appreciate. I'm curious, in your own dating life, do you feel like you apply logic to trying to find your mate? Or do you feel like you are – what's your approach to love? And does it is it in line with what you're at, at, up to here with Nanaya? Well, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, after uh, starting Nanaya and thinking about things more analytically, maybe I've changed it a little bit. But, you know, sort of at its core, I, you know, I think you can, you know, personally, you know, I can apply logic. So, okay, if I want to go out and, like, to meet someone to date, it's probably not going to be at a bar uh, for, like, the people that I'd be looking for. I mean, so these things are sort of, like, I would say common sense for, you know, that's for me and my personality. But the things that I think are sort of common sense, uh, you know, I guess you can call it logic as well. And I think there is a certain logic that you can apply to, you know, maybe finding love or the opportunity for love, but then falling in love is, you know, very illogical, which is something that I do embrace. 
So do you think that, and, and Ben and I have gone back and forth on the show of the idea of just trying things out for like, you know, like Cupid will say like, oh, women who send out messages get higher results. And then you sort of, so you do that and you try that and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So like, do you think that for a lot of daters out there that they should be using Nanaya as a practical, like, all right, do this and then go apply the steps to it. You know, you have a section that's sort of what now that, like you had said before, will will point out that if you right now are socializing mostly through colleagues, but your odds of finding a partner are better through 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 your friends or through online dating, you should be putting your energies towards that. Is there a practical like now do this aspect to it that will honestly increase your odds, or is the program to you really more about this self insight that should be giving you a little bit more um, emotional depth? that is going to just sort of have you more ready when you might meet somebody through a different platform? Um, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I would say it's almost like a diagnostic tool. Uh, so even before, you know, you were to imagine like, okay, you just got out of a relationship. You know, I think there was a certain amount of time, especially if it was, you know, a, a pretty emotionally intense one where you need to figure out who you are. Um, and I think for that sort of um for that sort of uh, person, then I could be is very useful to sort of reassess who you are now that you've left this relationship. You have your own identity, and and from that, um, you can understand yourself better. And also with how you're sort of planning your life, you know, coming out of this step, um, what you could and should do to start meeting someone else. What if the program gives you an answer that you don't really like about yourself? Let's say it tells you that your odds are better if you live in a state far across the country or that, um, as it did for yours truly, your best odds are if you are online dating, which you do, but would maybe rather have your odds be higher someplace else, especially for, like you said, you know, people who are in a dark place and needing some self-reflection and wanting life to be different. Like, what do you suggest people do if the results are not what they want them to be. How can they apply Nanaya into their lives in that case? So I, I think I have two answers to this. Um, the first one is, well, if you get an answer that you're not happy with, um, you know, there's still a pretty good chance it's right. Uh, <laughs> now, Damn I'm not going to necessarily say on the second point, which, you know, well, first off, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty um, skeptical when it comes to the role of algorithms in our lives and that we become very over-reliant on them for decision-making. Really? Uh, I mean, and, and for me, that's why I thought it was very appropriate for me to make this as a skeptic. Um, you know, when I, uh, Netflix or something recommends a movie to me and it says five stars, and then I look at it and I was like, this is, I watched a little bit of it and this is awful. Or when Google gives me search results or an online dating, like OkCupid, okay, I have um, an old roommate who was a perfect 99% match. I had a girlfriend who was a 93% match, and these were two people I could not really get along with <laughs> at some point. Um, and then, you know, I had some of the best interactions uh, romantically with people who were, like, significantly lower percentage matches. So I, I think that, you know, no matter what this decision-making algorithm or uh, recommendation engine is, it's really about um, what you take uh, – from it and being sort of an intelligent consumer about it. Um, and again, part of my skepticism, I've tried to be very transparent about you know, how my algorithm works. 
and I want to be able to give all of the data that I do generate back to people so they can make their own decisions. So if people are un, you know, unsatisfied, uh, some part of it is I, I think that's good. And even if the recommendation is wrong, I think I want people to just think twice about why they might have gotten that answer and maybe to sort of get people out of a place of comfort so that maybe, you know, if I say that maybe you should go do, like, um, pick up sports or go get involved in activism, and those are things that you never really thought of doing, well, if it's something new, it'll always be uncomfortable, I think, for most people to start. And that's how you can grow as people and uh, open ourselves to more opportunities. Rashid, are you willing to share a personal story at all about how you may have grown from Nanaya or what your results may have been and how they've affected your approach to dating? You know, uh, you know, I think a pretty good, easier, quick answer to that is, well, right now I'm studying in St. Louis or I'm about to leave in a few weeks. Um, and as I was doing Nanaya and I got my report, which was that, you know, my, my odds are kind of bleak here in St. Louis for the sorts of the people I'm looking for. Um, you know, I've, sort of made myself feel comfortable that, you know, I'm not going to really focus on dating and I'll wait until I move uh, back to Los Angeles. Um, For the ladies out there who might be interested in a smart, brainy science guy, what are you looking for? Uh, I mean, I I think that one of the really interesting things that has come out of the algorithm and the results is that population density um, is one of the key parameters of dating people. Um, so St. Louis is a pretty, um, you know, sort of a medium-sized city. But if you get to the groups of people that, you know, I have a certain uh, similarity and identity with, that, you know, I would go out to see the same shows and whatnot, it gets to be a smaller and smaller community such that you kind of end up knowing a lot of people, um, which when you get into these sort of um, small communities, you end up seeing that it's kind of harder to date in because if you make a mistake the mistake will come back. If you were to, like, put your online, you know, your radio online dating profile out there, what would it be right now? Like, who, what's the type of lady you're looking for? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, the people who definitely um, are sort of free spirits as far as they like to think for themselves and they don't feel as affected by the judgment of others. Um uh, people who are really into, uh, I guess, books and very nerdy endeavors. But also, you know, for me, I like to be uh, physically active and I love the outdoors. So to share these sort of things. There you have it, ladies. I have one more question for you before we let you go. Since Nanaya is not the only thing that you sort of focus on as um, as a scientist and a, as an engineer, um, and since you've been studying for the past uh, amount of time, uh, you've been studying physics is there an element you've mentioned that logic is not, you know, uh, it, it, logic is not uh, applied in totality to love for you? Is there anything in the universe at large that you find inspiration from when it comes to the question of like, does love exist and what is love? Is there anything from your exploration of math or science or space that makes you believe in in love on a larger scale? Um, no, not at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> not from that. Not from science. Not from math. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of romantic things you can say. The deeper you get into math, about um, certain beauty uh, that comes in mathematics of things ending up being the certain way that they are. 
Um, but I don't really see the connection to, you know, our very human, uh, messy, uh, you know, relationships, our friendships, and all these sort of things. I, I think they're, um, you know, the thing that makes them so amazing is because they are so human and because they are so illogical. Otherwise, it'd be awfully boring. <laughs> so, so in a way, Nanai is that antithesis for you, then? It's sort of like helping to apply logic to love. So it's like the polar opposite of what you as on, at the core sort of believe in. Right. And that's, you know, again, for me, I felt that that made it very appropriate for me to try to take on something like Nanaya rather than someone who does feel the opposite. Right. That's why you're the skeptic. Ah, okay. Exactly. But because then I do realize that, you know, I think, you know, even with the things that I feel, you know, there are things that, you know, a skeptic like me would see and go, huh, this is interesting. This could, you know, help me change my mind about some things. And sort of acknowledging the lack of logic, um, and you can do that a little bit in an algorithm, um, it it makes it, uh, I think, a lot better is uh, an app. Right. So listeners, like any program, um, the success of the Naya is, you know, will will grow because of its user base. And Rashid, do you you remember how many people you said right now are sort of working in the algorithm that you're building still? Um, you, You mean all the users? Yes, all the users. Sorry. Right, so it's around uh, maybe two hundred thousand ish. It's so, been a little while since I checked in. Gotcha. Um, so, right. but it's important to say it's not like a dating site or a social network. So you don't really you, you don't interact with people. Right. This is more of like a you got a six page report at the end. Exactly. So you so when you put in data users, you're not getting hooked up with other people, but the data that you put in does help make the algorithm stronger and those results more accurate because it is helping Rashid figure out how people around the country you know, sort of go out and socialize and meet each other. So please head to, what is the website, uh, Rashid, for us? It's nanaya.co, which is N-A-N-A-Y-A dot C-O. Awesome. So please go to nanaya.co, and you can find out uh, two different articles that I've written, which are now on our website, lovebitesradio.com. And uh, it also has my personal story with what happened and when when Nanaya told me I will settle down and which state I need to move to in order to find my love and my ideal age of when I shall find him and my odds and things like that. So thank you very, very much for joining us, Rashid. It was so nice to hear your voice again. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Rashid. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. And listeners, that is our show today. Normally we start and end the show with uh, one question, which we did not do today because things got, you know, a little messy in the beginning. And Ben and I decided to wing things a little bit today. We came in with just some bullet points and like, oh, we're going to talk about dating because we haven't done that in a while. And then the headphones and me vomiting at the mouth and all that kind of stuff. So Ben, let us from, so you've, you said the L word and I actually have a date today and then I have a, I might have a second date coming and I'm not dated in months. So let's just end the show with like, one, because I'm in the 27 days of finding your true love disgustingness that's all about mantras, let's give ourselves like one, it can be just a word or a phrase that we want to like push us through to next week because you're going to have this conversation with your girlfriend about talking on the radio show and you just said the L words, so you're like in a good place and I'm going to go have a date right now and I'm going to go. Why did you say that so like, I'm going to have a date right now? <sighs> no, no, uh, I'm going to go have a date uh, right now. No, actually that re- that relates to my mantra actually because I'm going to, because, all right, so my mantra, my word, I just picked out, a, I picked out a word. I decided this about five minutes ago. My word is just going to be light because it, my word, it is affiliated with the thing that I'm trying to do, the 27 day thing that I'm trying to take seriously so it's affiliated with that but I'm going to try to project 
and feel light, light happiness, electricity. That's what I'm going to try to, I've been feeling really sick the past couple months and I'm trying to like motivate my body to feel better. This is the first date I've had in a while. And so light, that is my word. I like it. Do you have a word? I, I do. I just came up with one. What is it? Silliness. Silliness. That's a great word. Because it's, my girlfriend and I are really, really like, like probably disgustingly to other people, silly together. Oh, really? Yeah, like totally, totally, like beyond silly. I love that. And it's probably the aspect of our one of the aspects of the relationship that I really like the most. Um, And so it's nice to just like focus on that for me and like focus on that part of the relationship and how much I enjoy it. I love that idea. I think maybe this one word thing might be our our just thing that we throw in now and that we're still figuring this out, listeners. We're figuring out how to have a radio show because life is all about the progress, right? Yeah. Right. So, listeners, thank you so much. That is our show for today. Uh, Come back next week as we kick off our Other World series with Ella Morton of Atlas Obscura. It is on sale. It is fascinating. Pick it up. Head to lovebitesradio.com for a preview of what that show is going to be up like. It is up on our site right now. Until then, thanks, as always, to our engineer, Pierre. Our sponsor this week was Corin those badass knives go get some uh we have sponsors because heritage is a non-profit station so if you like what you've heard in our uh silly glory today please head to heritage radio not heritage radio now i words and the things if you've liked you had what like, you've heard uh, you had like a 15 second span where you had no uh, uh, remember, word remember when i used to be able to like speak through an entire show without sounding like an idiot you don't, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I did for like three whole seasons. We have sponsors because Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit station. So if you like what you've heard, please head to heritageradionetwork.org and click on that beating heart to donate. We will love you forever for it. Our theme song is Give Love by Josh Dion, and we are Jacqueline Raposo and Ben Rosenblatt. We'll be back at the same time here next week at heritageradionetwork.org. Later. Did it. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.